One Midwest week following the Iowa primary last month, the fall campaign is underway. I'm Herb Tricks, and my guest this week is Aaron Murphy, Des Moines Bureau Chief for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. And you can read his stories here in the Quad City Times, Dispatch Argus, and the Muscatine Journal. So, Aaron, is it just me, or was anyone else surprised by Mike Franken's victory over Abby Finkenauer in the Democratic primary for U.S. Senate? Yeah, I, it was a little bit of a surprise, I think, for me anyways, the, the margin by which he won. Not necessarily that he won. Um, if, if uh, For those of us who were covering this kind of thing on the ground daily and talking to people and, 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 and seeing people at campaign events, there was definitely a sense that this was a, a, a competitive race, that, that Mike Franken very much had a chance to win that thing. And um, and the thing I think people, um, I, I try to remind people is the whole name recognition thing. And I think there was maybe an assumption that Abby Finkenauer had a strong position in that race because she was maybe more familiar um, when we're talking about the Democratic primary election, you're talking about a very small sliver of people who come out and vote in those elections. And those people are, you know, they're the Democratic Democrats, you know, and, and same thing over on the Republican side. It, it's the most hardcore, the most committed, the most in tune uh, people in the party who, who come out and vote in those primary elections. And those folks knew Mike Franken. They, they knew Mike Franken from two years ago when he ran in the U.S. Senate. He made a good impression on a lot of people two years ago in that race, even though he didn't win. Um, and so I don't think name recognition was as big a hurdle for him in that primary. I think he came in as a known quantity, and he got a fair hearing from Iowa Democrats. So, so like I said, I wasn't surprised that he won. I, I, I did sense something there that that was very possible. I, I, I will absolutely say that I was surprised by he won by almost 15 percentage points. Right. I, I did not see that coming. Now, do you think the race for uh, Franken and Senator Grassley will mainly be about the Biden administration and not so much about Iowa? If the Grassley campaign has anything to say about it, yes, it will. <laughs> That's clearly uh, the strategy. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in other races, too. But um, and, and you can see why politically Republicans want to do that, uh, especially in Iowa. Um, president Joe Biden, the Democratic president, has um, low uh, job approval numbers um, across the country, but especially here in Iowa. Um, and so linking any Democratic candidate to the president, um, Republicans see as a, as a winning strategy. Um, so and, and, the, and the added um, you know, element with Mike Franken's candidacy is he's never held public office, so he doesn't have a lot of votes that you can, you know, tie him to or, or raise as an issue or, or you know, a, a past uh, political experience that um, you can try to um, talk to voters about. So that so instead, the strategy is, well, let's just tie him uh, to Joe Biden. Um, Mike Franken will try to talk about um, uh, uh, obviously a, a different set of issues. He'll talk about um, some of Chuck Grassley's votes and, and issues that he has or hasn't supported. But yes, uh, the Republican strategy will absolutely be to make this race a referendum on President Joe Biden. Do you think it likely, Aaron, that uh, Senator Grassley will begin another term and then resign soon afterwards so a fellow Republican can appoint his replacement? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> likely, I don't, I don't know, but but boy, it's 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 a fair question to ask and a fair thing to wonder. I mean, he, if he uh, wins re-election, 
he would be 89 years old uh, um, on uh, in, uh, when he, in when he'd be inaugurated, which means if he'd serve a full term, he'd he'd be 95 years old. Um, it, it's not difficult to envision that exact scenario that he laid out. And then there's political benefits to that too, because whoever he names as a replacement gets a head start on their first election. Uh, when the term ends, they'll have some power, the incumbency already built in, even though they, they weren't elected. So um, I, I, you know, I haven't heard any concrete um, evidence that that's the plan, um, but it's absolutely a fair question and, and something people who watch this stuff closely have, have, have openly wondered. Okay, now going back to the primary, how about the uh, four congressional districts? Did the incumbents uh, pretty much easily win their races, and does it seem like they're likely to win again in November? Yeah, there, there was really only one real competitive uh, primary in, in the four congressional districts and that was on the Republican side in central Iowa here in the third district, um, where Zach Nunn emerged from that one um, by a pretty decisive margin, um, which, again, was also kind of surprising that uh, um, there's a pretty competitive primary. I think they had three or four candidates in that race, and, and Zach Nunn, a state legislator and Iowa National Guard officer from um, Altoona, uh, won that one pretty handily. So he will now take on Democrat Cindy Axney in the general election. Uh, so, th so there wasn't much drama in, in the primaries, the generals, I, I think, um, the, the Republicans in Eastern Iowa, Ashley Hinson and Marionette Miller Meeks probably go in with an advantage if for no other reason than the national mood right now, as we've already talked about, seems to be favoring, uh, Republicans, but we'll see there's plenty of time throughout this summer for that to change. Um, but I will say also that those are two, very competitive districts. So the Democrats in those races, um, uh, Liz Mathis and Christina Bohannon, um, I expect those to be competitive uh, races at least to start with. And then, and then Zach Nunn and Cindy Axney here in Central Iowa, that's just always a very balanced and competitive district. Redistricting didn't change that. I think there's a good chance we get three very competitive uh, races, and, and, and I don't know that the incumbents have any uh, more advantage than the rest. I think it just comes down to that national mood and, and where voters feel about Democrats and Republicans more generally, more broadly, when they're casting votes this November. And uh, how about the race for governor? Can we expect uh, the issues between Kim Reynolds and Deirdre DeGere to be mainly about Iowa instead of mainly about uh, Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got a better chance at it anyways, but even in that one, uh, Kim Reynolds likes to take... Uh, her shots at uh, Joe Biden and the and federal Democrats too. So we'll still get a little bit about of that. But uh, you know, inevitably, when you're the chief executive of, of the state, uh, the state issues are going to be at play here. Um, a huge one that I'm sure we'll hear a lot about is um, the, the school choice bill that the governor is proposing. She wants um, taxpayer funding uh, to be shifted from public schools to uh, tuition assistance for private schools. Um, that'll be a big one. I'm sure we'll hear about workforce because that continues to be an issue across the state. Um, so, so yeah, while there will still be some of that nationalization, like I said, especially from Governor Reynolds' side, uh, we should at least hear a little more robust discussion about state issues in, in that race. And uh, one other thing, uh, Aaron, are Iowa Republicans talking much about the 2020 election and who won? Are they 
pretty strongly tied to former President Trump or, or not? Well, they, they don't actively uh, talk about it, at least the, the elected Republicans, um, I should point out. You know, on the ground, I'm, I'm sure there's that, still that percentage of what, whatever it is of the, of the Republicans in Iowa who um, still don't believe the, the, the 2020 presidential election results. But, but if you're talking about the Chuck Grassley, Joni Ayers, Ashley Hinton's, Marionette Miller, Meeks of the world, um, they're not talking about it. Um, they are trying to put that issue in the rearview mirror. Um, but there are questions still to be asked about that as former President Trump continues to toy with the idea of running again and continues to try to um, cast doubt on those uh, results. So, so, so Republicans are going to have to face those uh, questions so long as uh, President Trump is, is a factor in, in this campaign and in the party. And so long as, and this isn't happening necessarily in Iowa yet, but you, you have state officials, Republican officials in other states um, casting doubts uh, on the, those election results and, and are now running for, um, you know, seats like Iowa, like Secretary of State, where they're you know, involved, directly involved in the state's elections operations. Like I said, that's not happening here in Iowa, uh, but it is happening in other states. So it's, it's, it's an issue that's going to continue to be raised. 